Hi, this is Bob. Today I'm bringing you an interview with Dan Bond from his Lost Sanctuary project. When Dan Bond was on a hiatus from Monument, he produced this project. These are personal songs, straight from the heart, giving a very insightful and deep look into life's struggles. Dan not only plays guitar on all tracks, he plays bass, synths, and sings on this album. This album is a must. And here's my interview with Dan. It's, it's 
you're working on an album, you, there's certain songs you know are going to work and certain that you kind of think, eh, let's see how this turns out. And I think both of those worked out so much better <laughs> than I had anticipated. So maybe that's why I kind of fell in love with them later on in the process. And I was like, wow, these are really good songs, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> um, with all the great reviews you have been gained, um, is there a good chance we'll see another project from you on your own? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I uh, I kind of I haven't with this with this thing with with Los Angeles, I haven't wanted to to commit to stuff ahead of time so much because I feel like it it can get really restrictive because I've had that in other bands as well. You know, when the pressure's on and all of this, and you've got to turn over an album every eighteen months or whatever. Sometimes the quality starts to kind of dip, you know. Um, so. I'm definitely going to do another one. We're going to do another one. I'd like to. I'd like this to, to flourish into like a full lineup, and you know that's why I wanted to try a bunch of guests this time around as well. Kind of like I don't know. Do you remember the first Slash album where there was all these different singers, and then kind of out of that crystallized this lineup with Miles and all those guys. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I was trying to do here. So um, we're kind of we're trying out a couple of bass players at the moment because we want to get a live lineup together so we can go out and play. We're not rushing things, so we'll probably take bookings for next year like do some festivals next year and stuff and I'm working on another kind of a, a record another band at the moment which is kind of a, a, a band that's been around for a longer time um, and it's kind of like an all star thing I can't talk about it you know what I mean but it's mm -hmm. it's going to kind of surface in a couple of months so I don't know how busy that's going to get so I'm not kind of committing to too much on the Lost Sanctuary front um, but absolutely like I'll be honest with you, I've kind of, I spent a lot of time playing for other people, um, and then in kind of the space of two years, I've kind of written and recorded two entire albums, one is Lost Sanctuary, and then one is this thing I'm working on now, so I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm all out for the moment, you know what I mean, like all my ideas are kind of, I'm kind of a little out of juice on the creative front, so I'm not immediately sitting down to write the next Lost Sanctuary, but... It will come, you know, I think it'll, you know how it is, it's like six, I say now, I'm like, oh my god, I can't write another song, but then in six months time, I'll get the itch or something, you know, and it'll yeah. start flowing again, and it'll, it, you can't force these things, you know, it's got to be that kind of, uh, it's going to kind of happen naturally in a way, and, and uh, I look forward to doing it, it's going to be fun to like do it in a room again, you know, it's, I love working, I love technology and all that kind of stuff, and, and the, the opportunities that that's kind of brought, especially in this tricky time you know the last 18 months or whatever um but also i just miss like getting in a room with guys and just bashing it out and coming up with something organically so i'm, I'm really looking forward to being able to do that again and write another album not in front of my laptop but with other people you know <laughs> right yeah 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 i was just uh thinking that if you put this lineup on the album together it'd be almost a logistics nightmare to try to get everyone together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that thing, is it? I mean, I kind of, that's why I didn't want to think about it too much in that sense. I, I almost, I wanted to think of it as like more of a collective thing. Obviously, the dream is to do it big, like, I don't know, um, like, you know, Toby Salmon's Avantasia or Arian or these kind of rock opera things, which are more, which are like have tons of singers, or even the new Halloween, if you look at, you know, with the three singers oh, and stuff. Yeah. Um, and Kai plays guitar and sings. So I'm kind of, what I'll probably do is I'll, we'll put a, a small lineup together now, like the four piece, and I'll sing and play guitar. But then if there's bigger gigs, um, I'll 
a thing. Doogie didn't get back to me for a long time, and then just before we were doing the track, he got back to me. So he was a surprise on this album. I didn't think we'd get him. But then there's other people that I'd really love to have on an album. People like Jorn Lander or Ralph Sheepers or whatever. You know, like people of that caliber. So I, I may I may do some more stuff with guests on the next one as well. I think it'll be. I don't know if it'll be as many and as extensive. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm keeping it open. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Speaking of working with Doogie, uh, what amazing company uh, that puts you in. Um, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I think you fit right in there. Um, the guitar work on this album is amazing, and uh, you know, I see uh, so much greatness in your guitar playing. I want to know: um, Are you self-taught? Are uh, are you classically trained? Thank you so much for those kind words, man. That, that really touches me. That means a lot. Um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously working with Duke, he was fantastic. You know, he was he, he is a hero of mine. We used to play stuff from from that Rainbow album he did in, in the 90s all the time when I was a kid and stuff. Um, I tell you what, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm self-taught. No, I'm kind of... I, I took lessons quite early on. I started like at age 13, 14. So I suppose I started quite late, but I started with lessons immediately. Um, but I never had like a teacher who was into metal. <laughs> so I was always like in, in lessons, we'd always be doing, you know, what the here in Germany, they call it jazz rock, but it's it's called fusion in, in the English speaking world, I think. So kind of, you know, I had this teacher who'd be like, we do rock songs, but we'd also do all sorts of stuff. We do funk and we do jazz and we do like all this versatile stuff. But then on top of that, at home, I'd be like, you know, it's like, it's like school. It's like you'd finish your homework and then you'd go and do what you want to do. So I'd work on stuff for, for the lessons. And then when I was done with that, I'd go and do my own thing. So I mean, oh, you know, I, I'd go and I mean, this was like the early days of when, the, you know, when the internet was around. So like, I would play along to records and stuff, obviously, like Gravedigger albums and all that kind of stuff that I had and, you know, would experiment with recording on cassettes and stuff. And, and but also it was the early days of the internet. So like, I would ask my mom, can you see, you know, when she goes to work, can you see if you could find like, a, t a tab online for you know like the wicker man by iron maiden or whatever you know and, and and she'd bring me home these you know terribly you know convoluted you know when it was all just text-based and stuff in the olden days and and yeah i think you know i had a few like vhs's and dvds and stuff back then like paul gilbert's thing and and and, and vinnie moore and you know those shrapnel guys they all kind of had instructional videos out you know back in the in the 80s and 90s and stuff so i got into those before youtube was around you know and then later on i suppose it was a lot of youtube and those kind of guys you know the, like alex hutchins and andy james when he started out and, you know but it's weird isn't it it's then you kind of you develop your own style and then you just go off and do your own thing like i don't really follow any of that scene so much anymore like i don't i don't stay current or whatever <laughs> yeah. you know i just you just kind of get you know i know what i like i know what i want to do um and i just you spend so much time focusing on that that i can't you know i don't really you know watch the guitar news so to speak but thank you so much for i'm, I'm, I'm glad someone enjoys the playing you know because i mean it's i do it for me first and foremost but it's so nice that it that it you know that it resonates with some people you know so thank you you know, it's funny as well, my uh, my teacher, I remember going, and he was a Steve Howe fanatic. And, and uh, so yeah. it was, 
one yes rip after another, you know, just... Yeah, 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 cool. So you play, huh? Yes, I did. Oh, I don't play very much anymore. Okay, okay. Well, as long as it brings you joy when you do, you know, that's all that matters, yeah. as long as it's not a chore. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, being in the bands that you've been with, can you uh, share any fun road stories? <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? It, it? Because it's been so long since we've done that kind of stuff, it all seems such a, like a lifetime ago, you know? Um, any fun stories? I really need to like remember an anecdote to tell at these times, because most of them are just stressful things, you know? <laughs> things like, I remember we did this tour with Rage in... I don't know, 15, 16 or something. And it was like one of those tours that was just, it was hard and long drives and it was like five hours sleep every night and then back in the van early in the morning and and driving to the next country, to the next gig and that kind of stuff. And it kind of took a toll on people. We were like, somebody lost a passport and that was like a big issue. And I remember before the last show, we it was so weird. We kind of, they fucked up the booking on the tour. So um, we were meant to stay in kind of a, kind of a, a small, shitty kind of B&B uh, hotel, motel kind of place, and there was no booking for us, so we arrive, as you do after a show, one in the morning, two in the morning, and there was no room for us, um, and so what they do is they call, like, the Hilton or whatever it is up the road, some really fancy place, you know, I think this was in Poland, <laughs> um, and... And we got upgraded and all, you know, and it's like, we only have, you know, five hours until the next morning or whatever, but we get these really swanky rooms and you know, <laughs> sofas and everything. And it's like, oh, amazing. And we all come downstairs the next day and, and we get this amazing breakfast. We can all order what we want. It's none of this buffet shit, you know? Um, but the eggs were bad. So we had a show to do that evening and like four out of five dudes were just throwing up and, <laughs> and you know out of out of every stuff was coming out of every orifice you know and it was just it was one of the hardest shows we've ever done you know but it's it's weirdly rewarding getting through that stuff and still like we made it you know we we survived the show we did the show nobody panicked or like fell over dead on stage so it's that's the kind of stuff that that you bond over as brothers, you know? Sure, <laughs> sure <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask you, if you could give me your top five favorite guitarists, who would they be? Oh, wow. That's crazy, man. That's so tricky, isn't it? I'll tell you what, I was, I'm going to throw Scott Gorham in there just because I was listening to Live and Dangerous in the car today. Um, and it just never gets old, man. That... 70s Lizzie sounds yeah. oh, so, yeah. so good man um, I'm gonna put in I'm gonna kind of I'll put in two two more current guys I, I'm ever since I was young I've been a massive Gus G fan and I've been a massive Jeff Loomis fan love Loomis um, and then from the classic dudes oh man there's so many like who am I gonna throw out yeah. there you know, this is the problem. It's like, they're all so good. Vandenberg, Sykes, uh, Doug Aldrich, you know, those kind of guys. Or, like I said, all those travel boys, like, like uh, you know, Paul Gilbert. i tell you what, I'll say Paul Gilbert just because I, I think he influenced my playing a lot in those early years. And I'll say Richie Blackmore as well, because I think Richie is kind of, I always find, like, you get these two schools of guitar players these days. You get less Paul guys, they're all, like, 
they're, they're all like from the tree of Jimmy Page, you know, all these guys, Slash and Doug Aldridge and all sure. these, you know, guys who wear their guitar low and they're cool and, you know, they're, they're more like, you know, guitar players that play white vibrato and they play sexy stuff and the girls like them and stuff. And then you get the, the, the more neoclassical, slightly nerdy, you know, guys, which are like, for me, it's that Strat school of playing that neoclassical Richie Blackmore school where all your Paul Gilberts and Ingmar Malmsteins and, and that came from. So, and I'm definitely, I'm on that that branch, you know, I'm on the, the Strat Richie Blackmore side of things, mm. you know? <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, when Perfect Strangers came out. And, oh, uh, man. And uh, the first time, uh, in the first tune, um, the first time he hit hit a note and just started wailing away on it, hammering on it, I was like, that is Richie. Richie is, you know, yeah. he, he just, something about his playing is amazing. It is, isn't it? I mean, for me, it's so hard to describe, isn't it? Because he's not, he's by no means like a perfect technically or whatever, but it's just his ideas. I think I just, I gravitate to him so, towards him so much because on the one hand, you know, he came from this tradition of playing, you know, jam band kind of stuff, blues, improvised kind of stuff, like this, a solo would never be the same twice you know playing live and stuff and they always do these extended sections and you know made in japan and all of that it's just fantastic but at the same time you know it's that stuff that came so prevalent in in, in metal later on that the whole the composed stuff you know the thing you know there's harmonized things him and john lord would do together or just like arpeggio sections maybe that were harmonized and I know other guys were doing it, but it was like he, you know, he combined those two things so well. And I think that kind of carries over. Like, if you listen to my album now, even, there's solos, like, on a rise that are very composed, and it's arpeggios, and and there's, like, a lot going on that works together in, like, a classical composition kind of way. And then there are also very bluesy, jammed out, heartfelt kind of solos, you know? So I think that's definitely a Richie thing, yeah. And I wanted to ask you as well, um, how can you get merchandise from this project? Oh, cool. Okay. Um, so at the moment, we I actually haven't made a lot because we're not going out playing live at the moment. We have, we have a, obviously a CD out and we have a bundle out um, with the free t-shirts as well. As long as stocks last, it's one of those things. Um, but there's still some t-shirts around, so you can just go and check out... Um, the page of my record label. Um, I'm just going to go and look up the uh, the the website real quick. Um, yeah, and you can always just find us. I'll tell you what. The easiest thing is just to go on Facebook and to search Dan Bourne's Lost Sanctuary. Um, Bourne is B A U N E, right? Um, and you get in, there's links to everything on there, to all the streaming sites. Like there's all that kind of stuff on there. Um, but we'll definitely we'll do some more stuff when we go on the road, some more T-shirts and caps and stuff. And people have been asking me about vinyl as well, but um, it's kind of I tell you what, we didn't do a vinyl to begin with because it's a, it's not the right length for a vinyl. It's too long for like a single LP, and it's too short for a double. So I'm thinking about doing maybe I'll go and do we might do like two or three covers or something, like do some bonus tracks, maybe maybe do a live track or something. Um, so 
so we get up to like a, a number of minutes that will work really nicely on a double LP and maybe we'll put out a double LP like next year or something and then people who are really into into the vinyl uh, can get one you know that's great that's one thing I do miss uh, with the modern age is the vinyl you know yeah I'm, I'm a big fan as well I get you completely you know and uh, I love like we hang out so much and just listen to vinyl and it's really it's 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 become a thing again, hasn't it? And I think it's, and it's not just like, you know, it's young people as well that get into it again. And that's, that's so nice to see. And we just got to make it happen with this thing. You know, we, it was, it was a weird one. I tell you what, it was just kind of being cautious and in the middle of a pandemic that you, you didn't know how it was going to go. You didn't know, we didn't know how the release was going to go because all the, all the stores were closed, you know, like, right. what are people going to do? Where are they going to go and buy this stuff? And, but yeah, definitely as, as soon as we started going out, Live again will bring more stuff as well, you know, <laughs> and monument stuff. I still have monument stuff as well, so there'll be there'll be plenty on the shelf, you know. <laughs> I wanted to ask you if you could give a message to your fans. What would that message be? To the fans, huh? Um, I, first of all, it's gratitude. You know, I'm I'm so happy for every every single listen, everybody who takes an interest, and and I just hope that the album resonates with them in some way um, and you know can bring a little light into their lives if things are kind of tricky at the moment which I completely get they're tricky for me they're tricky for everyone I suppose which is kind of it kind of unifies us <laughs> in a weird way as a species as well I kind of hope you know um, so yeah just I'd, I'd say you know thank you and just remember you're, you're not alone we're in this together and we can do this thing you know Yes, I think we're all itching to uh, get out, see shows. I'm sure you're itching to get out, see bands as well. Totally, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I don't know how things are where you are. Here, kind of stuff is like tentatively opening up again. We have a friend of mine. We just saw. I just had a barbecue with a couple of friends who are in a like a local band here, um, and they have a show in a couple of weeks um, indoors with like hundred people max, kind of thing. And you got to like show up and you know. You, you take a test when you're there and then you gotta you know you can take your mask off at the table but if you gotta if you wanna like go in the pit if you wanna go on the dance floor or like you go to the bar or whatever you gotta put your mask back on and stuff like that but they're they're doing stuff you know they're trying stuff and, and it's slowly slowly getting better so I hope it's the same in the states you know yeah um, we're opened up in my state um uh, cool. no no masks if you're uh if you're vaccinated, um, you have to wear a mask if you're not. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, cool. So things are really turning around, which is great, because I think that's, that, that's a lot of, I think that's caused so much hate, too. I think um, I know. People, yeah, seen, people seen around, and they're mad at the world, and now all of a sudden people are on media, you know, being upset about everything. <laughs> This is it. I mean, it's a catalyst for some people, isn't it? And it's so easy to, to to discriminate, you know, when you have that mask on and it's that kind of sense of anonymity or whatever. And but it's so it's nice to hear that that kind of. I think you guys were really on top of things with this vaccine business as well, and we're giving them out left, right, and center. Like here, I've wanted one for a long time, and I just got on the waiting list today. Like, cause cause I'm a young guy, you know, I'm in my thirties. Um, so, like, my dad is 80, he's had his, but, you know, everybody else has kind of had to wait a long time because um, they have 
have trouble getting in the supply, you know, because uh, right. everybody wants it, right? So <laughs> I'm kind of, um, I tell you what, I'm meant to be going abroad in September for like some video shoots and stuff. So I'm just hoping that by September I can I can have both vaccines so I can travel, you know, because travel is the tricky thing, right? Getting on a plane is tricky without the vaccine for sure these sure. days. And, and uh, I can tell you from my personal experience, a lot of people have a problem with uh, the second shot for a day or two, but after yeah. that, it's fine. Yeah, I hear exactly the same. The second hits you a bit harder and like take the day off after or to you know and but yeah it's funny isn't it you get these i don't know how it is over there you get i have friends who aren't like necessarily i wouldn't say they're anti-vaxxers or or something like that and not that there's anything wrong with that but they just they worry about the long-term effects that this thing has because you know it's not been tested as much as other vaccines in the past and this kind of stuff and it's hard to argue with that argument you know i know for my from my experience, I'd rather have the shot and the risk that comes with that than running the risk of getting the Rona because I know a lot of people who've had it and some people who've had it bad and some people have died. So it's just, for me, it's that the, the lesser of two evils kind of thing, you know? Sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's never black and white, is it? It's, it's, a, tricky, it's a tricky situation. Everybody's got to make the, the call that they think, you know, is the right one for them, you know? Sure, and then the... Yeah, you have the situation like in Japan where, you know, it's against religious values. And so only 3% of the population has received the vaccination because okay. nobody wants it. Yeah. I did not know this, you see. I'll have to look this up. Thank you for that. I see, it learns something new every day. I didn't know that. That's crazy. But yeah, you see, there's, there's always something, isn't there? There's always something. Well, I wonder, yeah. thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thanks, Bob. It's, thank you so much for having me on. You know, it's always nice when someone reaches out and, and has an open conversation about everything. And thank you so much. I, I hope you enjoy the album. Um, it's it's a pleasure to, to be on the show, man. Stay safe. Huh? Be you, strong. You too. Um, um, we'll get back out there to do, do shows again real soon. And, okay. and uh, please... Uh, Feel free to keep me updated at any time. You can reach me at sure, any time. Man. Sure, we're in touch, aren't we? Same, same here, man. If, if there's ever, and if ever anything you need, there we go. I can't talk today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. You know you have to reach me, all right? All right, you take sure. care, my friend. Cool, man. Rock and roll. You too, man. Be all safe. All right, cheers. Bye, Bob. Once again, I'd like to thank you for taking time with, with me today. And remember, come see me for a fix.